Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. And a good Saturday morning to you. Welcome to our Smart Garden Show. I am joined this morning by Master Gardener Teresa Rooney. Teresa, good morning. Good morning, Denny. It's so wonderful to be here with you. Oh, it's always fun to have you on the air, along with uh, your colleagues uh, Mary and and Julie. I uh, I wanted to. We always like to talk, uh, for good reason, about the University of Minnesota website, the Extension website. And uh, just to prove I practice what I preach, uh, <laughs> I uh, recently was looking for uh, shrubs that can deal with shade, and uh, I came upon uh, that very uh, subject matter, thanks to our friend Julie Weisenhorn. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's amazing the information you can find. We'll talk more about that website, but it, for those that have not checked it out, uh, you, if you love gardening, even if you're beginning, and you just kind of want to jump in with both feet and just uh, try your hand, or your green thumb, uh, extension.umn.edu. It's really worth uh, worth checking out. I just it's had amazing. to say that. Because it's amazing. I, I was you, actually did, using it. 
Danny, did you see that they have uh, climate-ready trees or climate ch- for our changing climate? They've now got a whole area for trees and shrubs, and you can choose what part of the state you live in. And they'll give you some, some suggestions for the trees that will handle, that should handle the upcoming changes. Isn't that great? So, so it's for for woodlands, but you could do that in your city and your town, and and just start creating that change. Put those trees in; that'll do better, and that's easier on you and better on the trees. Yeah, more specific information. That's fantastic. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, Teresa is here to help you out to answer any kind of a lawn or garden question you may have. Let me give you the number, and it it's good for either a phone call. We'd love to hear your voice. Or you can uh, just send uh, Teresa your text like a lot of folks are already doing. Either way, here's the number, 651-461-9226. Here's one for you, Teresa. First one came in. uh, I've had my amaryllis indoors in a bright sunny light all summer. I'm going to put it away in a dark room, and I'm wondering if I should uh, uh, give it a drink of water before I do that, and how long do I keep it in the dark before I bring it back out again? That's an excellent question. I definitely would give it a, a little drink of water before you put it away. And then I'd head to the extension page, extension.umn.edu, and they'll talk you through all the steps that you need to take, how to figure out when to bring it out of dormancy so that you can time the bloom, whether it's for your, your December holidays, your January, your February holidays, whatever holiday you're trying to aim for. It'll give you that idea when to start um, bringing it out back into the light and watering it well. I know we're, we're I know we will be getting some uh, questions or comments about uh, dormant seeding our lawns mm-hmm. and we are coming up to that uh, time I'm I'm hearing some weather folks saying it won't be long now in a matter of days we could be <laughs> seeing snow we could be seeing frost we know it's going to happen mm-hmm. uh, here in the next uh, few weeks or so maybe sooner. And that's that's when you do uh, start to consider uh, dormant seeding. Am I right? Right. You want to do it just as the ground is starting to freeze. It hasn't frozen all the way yet, but we're also starting to get those snows that are staying. So you've got to get the seeds in there while the ground's still not quite frozen. So you can pat the seeds down and have really good seed to soil contact, but then the snow will cover it up. So then it just has that little blanket of snow over the top and then it can just sit there all winter and wait to grow for you. Yeah, I'm sure we'll, we'll hear more during this hour. Uh, let's see, there's more coming in here. A friend, the texter says, is thinning her raspberry patch and offered us plants. Is it possible to transplant rab- uh, raspberries this time of year? It It is possible. It's not the best time, but if this is when you've got them, dig them up, uh, get them in the ground as quickly as possible. They like a nice, rich, organic soil with full sun. And um, then just water them in really well and then give them a nice layer of mulch, maybe one or two inches. And then as the ground starts to cool down in a week or so, you can add some more mulch on top of that. That's going to give them a little more of a winter mulch. And then as the ground freezes, mulch them nicely and do protect them from rabbits because rabbits and deer will love them all winter long. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> 651-461-9226. If you're just joining us this Saturday morning, Master Gardener Teresa Rooney is answering those lawn and garden questions for you. Let's grab a phone call. Dorothy is checking in this morning from Minneapolis, I do believe. Dorothy, thank you. What is your question, Dorothy, for uh, for Teresa? Good morning. I have a burning bush shrub, and I know it has another official name, but I can't think of that. Anyway, it's overgrown, and I'm wondering, is it late to trim it back now? 
Dorothy, that's a really question, and that's a really good question. Its Latin name is a euonymus, and it is too late to do any trimming on that now. Wait until the spring, and then you can trim it back. Um, and then I would definitely go to the extension, website extension.umn.edu, and that will give you some tips whether you want to tr- prune it back really hard or whether you just need a tip pruning for what you're going to do, depending upon how big it is. But, yep, burning bush, all your shrubs, you don't want to be trimming them now. Wait till spring, except for the ones that bloom in the spring. Don't trim those in the spring. All right, very good. Thank you for the call. Texter says this, Teresa, is a trumpet vine going to take over my garden? That's the first question. But secondly, can the dry seed pod of a trumpet vine be planted to start a new plant? Uh, Yes to both of those questions. The trumpet vine is a very vigorous plant, so it will become very aggressive. It needs a big, huge um, structure to climb on, so not a little wimpy trellis. It needs something strong because it's going to be a big vine. And yes, you can take those seed pods and plant them out. It'll also uh, sucker out for you, too. All right. Good morning. This uh, listener says, I have an old maple tree in the yard that has uh, raised the ground around the base of the tree, the roots, I'm wondering, or they are, if uh, they could put a frame box around the tree and then put soil in it to make a little flower garden, or will this be deadly for the tree? That's not the best thing for your maple tree. Maple tree roots like to be right up at the surface. So what I would suggest instead is um, consider doing a larger garden under the tree and then planting right at the soil level between the tree roots. You can dig a hole, add some compost and garden under the tree and then planting right at the soil level between the tree roots you can dig a hole add some compost and plant each plant there i'd probably put a drip irrigation system in or a soaker hose um, because the maple tree is going to suck a lot of the nutrition and a lot of the water out of the soil Uh, but you want to give those plants a little fighting chance to get established under your maple tree so Put some shade plants in there, but don't build the box and don't raise the soil level over the roots. The tree roots uh, could be damaged or they could just come right back up to the top and you're at the same thing, at the same problem that you had before. I think that's a similar uh, uh, rule of thumb uh, that you and your colleagues have said about mulch. Mm-hmm. In fact, uh, talking to my friend's, uh, my friend Ben at B&M Tree Service, uh, you don't want to load that mulch. Uh, in this case, it was an oak tree. Mm-hmm. Uh, way up there. I mean, you, right? Right? I mean, right. you don't, no, you, you no don't mulch. want to do that either. Yep. No mulch over, uh, you know, just an inch or two of mulch you can put on top of tree roots if you need to and give it a good five or six inches away from the trunk of the tree so you have like a bare soil right by the trunk of the tree so no mulch touches the trunk of the tree if you have to put mulch down. But the mulch is good to keep your lawnmower away from the tree so you aren't hitting the tree with the lawnmower. Uh, Teresa, this listener says, why did my fall planting of radishes only produce a long, stringy root with no no bulb? It could be that the soil was just too rich for it. Uh, The radishes need a, uh, they want like lower nitrogen in the soil. So you probably had some great leaves. The leaves would be a wonderful salad, uh, but it just didn't have time. It just didn't have the energy to bulb out. It was just growing. It had high nitrogen, so it was just growing leaves instead. Or it could have been too hot. If it's too warm, because we haven't really been very chilly lately uh, for radishes, they would like it a little cooler. So it could be that it was just too hot for the radish to bulb out also. Okay. 
We need to take a quick break. Okay. Let's invite our listeners to join in uh, on the conversation. We, uh, as you know, tend to get real busy here on our Smart Garden Show. So call Teresa or text uh, Teresa. Either way, 651-461-9226. Here on News Talk 830, this is WCCO. And a good Saturday morning to you. Welcome back to our Smart Garden Show. Denny Long here, along with Master Gardener Teresa Rooney. Smart Garden around every Saturday here on CCO in the 8 o'clock hour, welcoming your phone calls or text messages with those uh, lawn and garden type of questions. And we have a bunch, Teresa, as usual. In fact, let's grab a phone call from uh, Bill calling in from Waverly, Minnesota this morning. Thank you, Bill. What is uh, your question? Some Canada. From a friend of mine, uh, what's the best? Oh, you're you're breaking up. Why don't you try to uh, uh, okay, move, move that phone around? There you go. Yep. Uh, I got some canna roots, and uh, I was wondering. I got them in the basement in a box. It'd be a different way to store them. They they do need to become dormant, and it's a good thing you have them in the house. Um, I would go to the extension page, extension.umn.edu. Uh, they need to be held at a certain temperature, so it needs to be a cooler basement. And then I would just check on them during the winter to make sure they haven't shriveled too much, that they look really dry. If they look really super dry, give them a little squirt uh, with some water, a, little, a light spray of water. If they look moldy, uh, pull out the ones that are moldy. Uh, if you can, get rid of the moldy ones and keep the other ones nice and safe. They like a cooler temperature, though, um, in your basement. So not a finished basement. They need a cooler basement. Good luck with okay. that, Bill. Thank you, Bill. Again, 651-461-9226. Texter wants to know, uh, when can I trim my maple tree? Your maple tree, it's its not the best time to be trimming anything right now. The plants should be going into dormancy, and they they would break, um, they would stop that, that going into dormancy if you start pruning them. So either wait till the ground is fully frozen or trim them again in late winter, early spring before the sap rises. Um, otherwise, you could have trimmed them any time up until August 1st in the summertime, but uh I wouldn't prune anything right now unless you absolutely have to. If something's dead, you can prune that out. That's just fine. That was going to be the next question from another <laughs> listener about an ash tree with dead branches. Is it okay to trim the dead branches? And you said it yes. It is okay to trim the dead branches. You want to get those out of there because in high winds, like we're going to get high winds later today perhaps, um, those branches could break off and damage damage live branches. So you want to get the dead stuff out of there. Plus you just don't want it falling on you or your head or the car or the children or the pets yeah uh this listener just discovered creep <laughs> creeping charlie <laughs> uh do you sorry i'm laughing sorry <laughs> uh, they say do you recommend digging it out if so if, uh, how far deep should i dig it's you know it's not a deeply rooted plant so you can just gently pull it out you'll get most of it um anything that is left in there that breaks off can grow again uh by digging there's possibly a lot of seeds in the soil, creeping Charlie seeds, that you would be bringing up to the surface again. So I would just try to pull it out as much as you possibly can. Maybe gently rake the area and then figure out what you're going to, what are you going to plant in there instead. Um, if it's just a blank area, creeping Charlie will probably come right back in again. So you've got to do something. What are you going to plant in there instead? Why is it there instead of something else? 
Okay, boy, there's, uh, they're coming in by leaps and All bounds. Right. Uh, All right. How does one get rid of sumac is the next uh, question. You know, you can pull that and just cut that out, uh, chop it to the ground if you want to. It is rhizomatous, rhizomatous, so it does it does spread by rhizomes. So um, just pull it out or, or dig it out. Uh, you can also use a broadleaf weed killer on it if you must. Um, usually just physically removing it is, uh, is the easiest way. And again, there's seeds in the soil that you're going to be bringing to the top. So it's something that you'll have to look at uh, throughout the growing seasons for a year or two to make sure you've got everything. All right. This listener says, uh, my raspberry canes are huge. Should I cut them back? I would definitely figure out what kind of raspberries you have, whether they're the spring or the summer bloomers or whether they're the fall bloomers, how they bloom for you or if they're what what kind of blooming. And then go to the extension website, extension.umn.edu. They have a really good page on raspberries, and it'll give you when you prune, how far back you prune, and uh, you want to you want to wind up with about six six uh, primal canes in each in each clump, um, and then they are heavy feeders too. So that'll give you a good idea about when to prune it, depending upon how they fruit for you, whether it's the spring or the early summer or the fall bloomers. All right, let's see. Here's another one. We have uh, Texter says a 300 square foot area of lawn that was covered with weeds. So this summer we covered the area with tarps. And would like to reseed this fall. What should we do to prepare the soil? Uh, definitely go to extension.umn.edu and look at how to how to get your lawn ready for that. I would pull the tarp back to see if if you did kill all the weeds. It's a little late to do some seeding now, but now would be a good time to do it. Or wait till dormant seeding and then dormant seed at that time. If you can remove any any uh, broadleaf weeds that are still there, pull those out by hand, and then uh, top dress with a little compost, mix it in a little bit with the soil, and then do your dormant seeding or seed right away with grass seed, and hopefully you have a good time for that grass seed to come up. Make sure that you're purchasing the grass seed that's good for that conditions, whether it's sunny or shady or salty or whatever, high traffic, get the right grass seed. If you're going to sod, you can still resod. Otherwise, or wait till the spring to resod that area. Okay. A uh, listener says this via text. My backyard maple tree is dying slowly from a probable fungus. I have a new young maple tree I'd like to plant nearby. Is this a bad idea? There's, will the fungus spread? Would it be best to wait until we take the other tree down before planting the new one? Hmm. I, I can't imagine what fungus it's dying from. Uh, if if it's like anthracnose or something like that, that's in the soil, and that will infect the other tree also. So I would probably have a certified arborist look at your tree and look on site and, and discuss the situation with you. Um, whether the tree is planted too deeply, that's something you can change right away. Uh, I don't know what fungus an apple tree would be, or I'm sorry, a maple tree would be dying from. So I would get a certified arborist out there to look at it for you and talk you through your options. You know, I think it'd be great to do this weekend or this coming week is head to the Arboretum. Oh, my gosh. It's got to be beautiful out there. And you can look at scarecrows and pumpkins. And then when you're all done, you could go to the apple house and get some apples and and uh, squashes and pumpkins and just enjoy the bounty of the season. But, oh, yes, get out to the Arboretum. You do need to get a ticket, so you do need to have a reservation first at, at whatever time you're going for. But, oh, it's it's beautiful with all the leaves and the prairies in bloom. And, uh, yes, go out to the Arboretum. 
Yeah, it's, it's easy to do. You have to, as uh, Teresa was alluding to, you have to reserve it uh, on online, a time online. But it really helps. It helps uh, with you parking. You think it might be a bother, but yeah. it really helps, with, yeah. especially with parking. You zip right in there. And it, and, uh, and it helps keep you on task so you know when you have to get there. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> if you have those, right. those kind of issues and those problems, okay, I have to be there then. But and it, you, yeah, mentioned, and, uh, yeah. you mentioned the Apple House, too, because they've expanded that whole area, mm-hmm. area uh, there, yeah. too. So that's yeah. another another yeah. fun weekend trip. Yes. Head to the Arboretum, then the Apple House. Yeah. We and need bring to take your a break camera, for weather. Bring we'll, your family. Absolutely. We'll have a look at that forecast straight ahead here on News Talk 830 WCCO. Stay with us. And a good Saturday morning to you. Welcome back to this edition of our Smart Garden Show here every Saturday in the uh, 8 o'clock hour. Thanks to Master Gardener Teresa Rooney this morning answering those lawn and garden questions for you, either by phone or by text. If you want to call in, great. Love to hear your voice. Otherwise, send a text if that's easier. 651-461-9226. 651-461-9226. We said it at the top of the show, if you want to get some good reading in, great information, extension.umn.edu. A great website, extension.umn. .edu. Um, yeah, click on the garden tab there, and you're going to get all sorts of uh, information. You can ask, uh, what, a master gardener like you, right? Exactly. You can find uh, Ask a Master Gardener right on that page. Yeah. It's wonderful. Good. Mm-hmm. good morning, this texter says. I have some begonias in pots that are still blooming. What should I do with them? Uh, I would uh, start to think, do I want to bring them in the house? Do I want to save them, or are they going to go to the compost bin? If you're going to bring them in the house, make sure you wash the pots really well. Uh, give the plant a good a good shower. Clean the pots and all the saucers and even the top of the soil. Try to get any leaves and stuff off of that. Um, put Bring the plant into the house. Keep it away from your other house plants if you have them for about two to three weeks just to make sure it's not bringing any creepy crawlies for you. And then if everything looks good, you can put it in the house. But a lot of those begonias are really great in the house as house plants. And you can enjoy them all winter, and then you can use them again in the spring next year. Very good. A lawn question. Texter says, can I cut my grass one more time, and will it help or hurt? It's a great show. Thank you very much. Yeah, it's something, well, yeah. I, I don't know. Yeah. I, I'll be doing it at least one more time. If I, th- I think everybody will. The grass loves this cool season. Our, yeah. our lawns are usually cool season grasses, so they're really happy in this kind of weather with cooler nights and cool sunny days and they love this gra- this season. So, yes, you do have to uh, keep cut- cutting your glass- grass. You know, you can let it grow up to four inches, cut it back down to three. Uh, just keep keep it at about that level. And, uh, again, just before we get that snow that's going to stay on, make sure you've cut the grass and you've removed most of the leaves. If you don't want a lawn next year, you don't have to worry about that. You can just let the leaves pile up, and that will smother a lot of the grass, and it will save you a lot of work in the spring creating new garden beds. But the answer, yes. <clears throat> yes, you can certainly mow the lawn. Keep mowing. Least, keep mowing. Yeah. And if it's dry, keep watering. Uh, it's not dry right now, but if your area is dry, make sure you do give it a good drink of water. And if you're going to fertilize, a winterizer is what you would use at this time of year. All right. This texture says, you're going to have to help me with this one, a Siberian dogwood baton rouge that has doubled in size this past year, six feet diameter by six, eight high. Wow. Do I prune this large bush? If so, when and how much? 
Uh, so if it's only been in there a few years, yes, you can prune it if it has. I'm not familiar with that one in particular, but if it has bright colored stems, you could cut some of those stems off and use them in your pots. Uh, if you do uh, spruce tips in your pots or winter winter pots, if you have any of that. Otherwise, go ahead and cut it back in the spring. You can cut it back as far as you want. Lots of times the dogwoods, you can cut those right back down to the ground. Or you can just take out the oldest, biggest, thickest, tallest brand, uh, stems, tuck, cut those down, and then it'll sucker and send up new growth for you every year. So it'll be a nice, healthy new plant. Uh, do that in the spring or late winter. Teresa, a couple of the same questions. Uh, is now the time to dig up my canna lily bulbs? Thank you. Love the show. My yep. cannas are in full bloom still. Can I wait oh, to dig no. up the bulbs? <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Um, if, you, if you want to leave them a little bit longer, because we're not supposed to get frost in this area. It depends on your area. It, once the, ball, the above ground has been killed by a frost, go ahead and dig those cannas up. You don't want them to sit in the frozen ground. They can't make it through winter. So it's you have to kind of do that little dance right there. Like, how long do I want to leave the flowers up? And then once they're killed by frost, go ahead and dig them up and, and just store them. And then again, go to the extension page, extension.umn.edu, for specifics on different kinds of bulbs that you may be saving. Dahlias need something different than your cannas, than maybe your... Um, uh, other bulbs your glads might need. So you just need to, to be a little cognizant of what, which bulbs you're saving over winter. Okay. Good morning, Texture says. Is it too late to transplant some flowers, or should I wait until spring? Thank you. Love the show. Well, thank you. Um, th- thank you. We love you having you here. Uh, it, it's too late if you don't have to. If you have to move them because there's going to be construction or for some other reason you have to move them, Go ahead and dig them up, disturb them as little as possible, have the holes already dug, uh, and then put them in the soil, water them in really well, and then mulch them. If you don't have to dig them up, wait until spring. You want to move uh, most plants the season that's opposite to their blooming. So if it's something that blooms in early spring, you'd want to move that in, say, August or September. If it blooms midsummer to late summer, you can, you can move those in early spring as soon as you can get into the ground and work it. Another listener says, can I cut back my mock orange bush now for new growth in the spring? Okay, you can, but you shouldn't. Um, We don't want to do any pruning right now on our plants because they want to be thinking about going to dormancy. So you don't want to... You don't want to confuse them. They, they should be thinking about not growing new growth and just putting, just adding uh, photosynthesizing like little mad things and, and plumping up those roots so they're nice and healthy in the spring. Your mock orange blooms early in the spring. And just like your mock oranges or azaleas, your uh, magnolias, your lilacs, all of those already have their flower buds on them. So if you cut them in late winter because they've gotten too big, Everything you're cutting off is the flowers, so so you're really losing a lot of flowers. If that's not a problem, go ahead and cut it in early spring. Otherwise, I would wait till it blooms and then prune it, prune it af- right after blooming. Okay. This listener has a maple tree that has bark split open on the trunk on a couple of places and quite large openings. Uh, the question is, what is the danger and what to do? Also, half the tree had the leaves turned red quite some time ago. Well, the other half is turning red now. This has never happened before. 
it, it sounds like your tree is very stressed. It could have uh, it could have gotten a bark split uh, from from damage, frost crack. Uh, I would have an arborist look at the tree, especially if it's a good big tree in your landscape and it's important to you. I'd have a certified arborist come out and look at the tree. Trees turning red or turning fall color early is is a stressor. Uh, The tree just is going into dormancy early, especially if half of it is dormant. I would also have, when you do have the arborist come out, have them look if you have um, girdling roots on your maples. Maples are notorious for girdling roots and half a tree being stressed like that tells me there's a good good chance there's girdling roots there and this is where the roots of the tree are actually strangling the trunk so the trunk is not being able to access the nutrition from the roots and the roots can't access nutrition from the leaves up above that communication is getting lost there so i would definitely have an arborist come out and look at your tree they'll assess it on site and they'll tell you what to do with those cracks there's Nothing you really can do, but they'd give you a good idea of if it's a damaged tree, if it's a if it's a, a dangerous tree, or if it's just something that we you can correct by pulling the the soil back from the girdling roots and cutting those roots, and and what you can do uh, to protect the tree, or if it has to come down because it's dangerous. Good luck with that. Okay, this listener had to replace uh, arborvita to uh, because the deer eating the plants. What's the process to cover with burlap, and what type of burlap do we need? I I probably would maybe uh, if you can maybe not use a burlap. Uh, if you're going to use a burlap, wrap it very loosely and uh, just use a natural one, not not a synthetic burlap. Uh, wrap it loosely. You still want the tree to be able to breathe and get some light in it during the winter time. Otherwise, a fence, a deer fence uh, outside of the arborvitae would be really good. And I would also think about if it has multiple leaders inside and you're, and you're not going to lightly wrap it, I would then uh, take a pantyhose and tie those leaders up gently so that in the heavy March snows it doesn't bend over and look, look weird and funky like a Dr. Seuss tree. Uh, those are some of the options that I would think of. So because you want your evergreen to be green in the winter, that's probably why you've planted it and covering it up, covering it up with brown burlap kind of defeats the purpose of having a green evergreen. But wrap it lightly with natural burlap if that's the route you go on. Good luck okay. with that. Another tester says, is it too late to dig out an English U and replace it? It's right next to the foundation. If, if you're just going to dig it out this winter and replace it in the spring, that's fine. It's way too late to replace it with an evergreen now. Uh, the evergreens need eight weeks to get adjusted to their new new homes, and we do not have eight weeks until the ground freezes. It, it's going to freeze way before then, so you're, you don't have time to get your evergreen in. You do have time to remove it if you want to. Uh, what I'd probably do, if possible, I would just cut it to the ground and not disturb any of the soil uh, and then just plant your new plant in the spring, pull it out a little bit from the uh, from the foundation, and just plant a little further away, maybe three or four feet away from the foundation, and let the plant have a lot of air circulation. When you disturb soil right by the foundation, that, that can cause water issues. So you want to disturb and dig in that soil as little as possible. That's a good question. Which perennials do the birds like in the winter? Oh, anything that has seed heads on it. So when you're seeing the monardas and the asters and uh, 
all those other big seed heads out there, those are the ones that get the birds really happy because they're seeds. Also, when you leave them standing up, they can hide among some of the stems of a hawk's coming by. And all those, all that stuff left up allows bees to get in there, native bees, and they can then um, lay their eggs and, and you just protect the butterflies and everything else. So if you can leave those things standing up, anything with a seed head uh, will make the birds nice and happy. So sometimes even your annuals, if you leave those up and they have seed heads on them, can also go to the Extension website and they'll give you some great ideas for feeding the birds. Yeah, do that, extension.umn.edu. Teresa, we're going to take a quick break. Okay. We have a few minutes left, of course, in the show, our Smart Garden show. Call us or text us, 651-461-9226. Now, there's just a reminder that coming along in the 9 o'clock hour, right after the news break, Andy Lindis will be joining us. So if you have any kind of a home improvement question, We'd be glad to uh, feel those for you as well. Here on News Talk 830 WCCO. Good Saturday morning to you. Welcome back to our Smart Garden Show here every Saturday in the 8 o'clock hour. Denny along with Master Gardener Teresa Rooney answering those particular questions this morning. Here's another one for you, Teresa. We're going to try to get in as many. We might even be able to get them all in cool. if uh, we do kind of a lightning round. What is the best time to trim the flowers off uh, from my hydrangea bushes? Um, you can trim those whenever you want to trim those off. If you want to remove some for, so they don't drag down during the winter, the heavy snows, that's fine. So as soon as they start to dry up and look yucky or you don't like that look, go ahead and trim them off. People are in a trimming mood this morning, they, it sounds Everybody like. is in the fall, and it's like, yeah. it's not the best time to do it, but. Well, here's here's another one yet. Is it too early to cut down my native grasses? I don't want to wait until spring. Um, normally, we leave our grasses up all winter. Uh, that's for winter interest. It also allows the pollinators and the birds to enjoy the activities. Um, that's why you plant the grasses. Uh, if you can, leave them up. All winter. If you must cut them down, wait until the ground has frozen and then and then cut them back as far as you need to. But I would suggest leaving them up for the seed heads of the winter interest. Here's yet another one. Should sedum be cut back? I, I would, again, leave that up all winter. It's great for winter interest. You don't need to. Um, if, you, if you have to cut anything back for any reason, if you're just one of those gardeners who like it really tidy, wait until the ground is frozen solid then you can cut your plants back. Okay. Your perennials. This listener says, uh, I have a, a viburnum competing for space with my witch hazel. I want the witch hazel to win. Uh, how far back can I cut that vi- viburnum uh, next uh, early spring? You know, you can cut most of those back pretty far. It's going to kind of look kind of lopsided, though. Uh, th- they normally can get along together. They'll just grow together into, into like a shrub, a big shrub. However, you can trim that viburnum back quite a bit. It's going to look a little lopsided and then just let the hydrangea take over. If you're really just just don't want the viburnum, just take it to the ground. And, and if it comes back, just keep it really small. Otherwise, you can just, just remove it totally and enjoy just the, hy- the witch hazel. But together, they were, uh, would be beautiful. And your witch hazel should be blooming now. Another viburnum question. Can I split viburnum? Oh, it really depends um, on how, if it's suckering nicely, and then you can split split it. Uh, you'd have to see what the root structure is. And, and if it's got a lot of suckers, you can probably take half of it or a quarter of it out 
in the spring and then move that away from it. Why are the leaves on my houseplants so sticky? Oh, dear. There's an insect on there, so I would start looking, and the Extension website has really good information about uh, insects, houseplants, uh, insects on houseplants. I'm thinking you might have something like spider mites or mealybugs on there, so I would do some investigation there. What you're seeing is the insects are sucking the juices out of the plant, um, and then they're, um, it's all the sugars they're taking out, and then they're kind of just peeing or that's called honeydew and that comes out and that gets on the leaves and looks sticky uh, so that's a good indicator that there's some kind of insect on there so do some digging look at look or not some digging do some careful looking at the plant and all the little leaf axles and everything and see if you can see any insects on there and then go to the extension website identify it and give you treatment options another begonia question can you winter begonias yes treat them as a house plant Absolutely wonderful. Mm -hmm. This listener has a 12-foot by 2-foot area of Scottish moss. White clover has taken over 50% of it. When they weeded out the white clover, they got a dead patch of dirt. Is there any way to recover my Scottish moss from the white clover? Sure. Uh, there's there's some options. I would get go to the extension website. It, it entails taking some of the scotch moss and throwing it in a blender that you're probably never going to use again for your for your smoothies, and then with some milk or buttermilk and making a slurry and then spread that on the ground and keeping it damp uh, and moist until that scotch moss comes out there. But that's something you can do. I'd go to the extension website for that. Extension.umn.edu. Thank you. I finished it in my brain, but it didn't come out my mouth. Thank (laughs) you, Denny. (laughs) No problem. Can Swedish and German ivy be brought in for the winter? Oh, definitely bring those in for the house, as a house plant. Again, all those plants you're bringing in, make sure you give them a good shower. Uh, make sure you wash the pots and the saucers really well so you don't bring in any hitchhikers. Clean up the uh, soil top so there's no sticks and leaves on there that could have hitchhikers on them. Bring them into the house. Keep them segregated from your other plants for, I'd say, two or three weeks just to make sure you didn't bring in any little creepy crawlies and then put them with your other house plants uh, in according to which light situation those new new coming plants need. Good luck with that. Okay. Last Christmas, Texter received an arrangement with three to four plants in. The evergreen, they think a cypress, has been outside all summer and now four feet tall. Will it be okay outside over winter? No. no, it's it's an annual for us. You would need to bring that in or you just say thank you very much and maybe decorate it for the holidays. It'll kind of brown up and, and just be a, a structure. And then you can send it to the compost pile in the spring or toss it in the compost pile now if you don't want to bring it inside. This listener may be a candidate to head to the Apple House. Uh, they say one of my favorite apples was the Regent. Stores don't have this variety. Where can they I find don't. this variety? Look at your farmer's markets. If you have farmer's markets, uh, become a friend to your local apple person. I have a special apple person I talk to at my farmer's markets. Um, otherwise, then do head out to the Apple House at the Arboretum or just past the Arboretum and um, enjoy it. Regent is a great apple. Okay, you go for an apple right now. Say we have that'd be good. Crunch, crunch. Yeah, breakfast keeps the doctors away. Say it we does. had a large area of black eyes. Susan's texture says that it that had uh, had seed heads left on them. A few weeks ago, all the heads have been cut or eaten off. 
We have a fenced-in yard, and the flower stems are three feet high. Could squirrels have done that damage? Squirrels, squirrels, definitely, or chipmunks, yep. I have a friend who her garden has been decimated by bunnies and squirrel this year, uh, and she has pots up by the house, and they have just been eating everything like little maniacs. So I don't know if the population's really big or if they're expecting a bad winter, but they're really plumping up on all of our stuff. <laughs> okay. Uh, any recommendation, listener says, to cut back an old, a 45-year-plus Concord grapevine that still produces lots of grapes? I, I, I would go to the Extension website, extension.umn.edu. I don't want to give you the wrong timing for the grapevines because they do need to be cut back hard, uh, and, and then you put them on their cordons and, and you grow it out that way. And I'm not a grape-growing expert, and I'm not going to damage your 45-year-old grapevines. So do go to the Extension website, extension.umn.edu. It'll talk you right through how to trim back a grapevine for northern climates. Good morning, Tester says. First time texter, welcome to the show. Is this the time to seed for wildflowers or wait for a couple, let's see, a couple more weeks? Instructions say uh, to plant late fall or spring. I would I would wait a little while, and thanks for sending in your text for the first time. I'd wait a little while. Consi- consider that just like dormant seeding. So we may not have that information on the extension website, but look at dormant seeding for grasses. I'd also consider taking some of those wildflower mixes and uh, doing something called winter sowing with them, and that's where you actually plant them in a milk jug in January or February, and you move that milk jug outside. And there's information on um, on the Internet about how to do that. It's called winter sowing. A lot of our native grass, native plants need to go through stratification or they need to be out there in the winter cold and feel the freeze and the thaw and the freeze and the thaw to break those seed coats and wake them up in the spring. So I would get them in the ground either as as dormant seeding or do a winter sowing and then plant those uh, little plantlets on again in the spring. Well, guess what, Teresa? We're over. Oh, no. Yes, we're we're completely out of time. Quickly, let's uh, tell uh, f- folks to, to really check out the university website. We say that a lot, but we really mean it. You're going to love do. it Ex- if you haven't done so. Extension.umn.edu. And what about the, the Arboretum? And go to the Arboretum. It's wonderful and beautiful. And buy some apples and some squashes and pumpkins out at the uh, Apple House. Yeah, the Apple House not far from the uh, Arboretum. You can, uh, you know, two birds with one stone, as we exactly. say. Exactly. Uh, all right, Teresa, thanks so much. Thanks, Always Denny. fun. Uh, we'll, we'll talk to you in a couple of weeks for sure. See you next time. Bye-bye. Very good. Teresa Rooney, Master Gardener here on CCO. Now, coming up right after the uh, CCO News Break, CBS, and our local news with Al, we will be answering any kind of a home improvement question you may have. Andy Lindis. From Linda's Construction, we'll be stopping by as usual to answer those very questions. So keep those in mind. Uh, 651-461-9226 as we head to the news here on uh, News Talk 830 WCCO. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours 
And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply.